0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020 Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly.
1: They're gonna kill the love of my life. Yes, if
0: I don't go back to what I was doing, this Friday.
1: Our line of work is quite brutal and
0: quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal a truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous?
1: Of course it's
0: dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Maybe we see Javinko.
2: We'll know before lineup lock, which is pretty nice. Uh, If he starts, do you roster him? Yes. Oh, wow, that was quick.
0: This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rodowire.com your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo.
2: This is the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of com. I'm joined tonight by J.D. Bazo, one of our MLS experts, Skylar Redpath, has taken the night off so that he can drive back and forth between New York and California or somewhere overnight and then do it all again tomorrow. But um, you actually had a very good suggestion of him becoming a trucker, and I wonder if maybe that will be the case one day.
3: He really should just become a trucker because he already drives back and forth between two states Mm -hmm. quite frequently. So, I mean he'd probably have more room to pack all of his stuff. He drove a truck as <laughs> well. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah.
2: I always picture truckers also having like satellite dishes so that they can like watch TV and use the internet while they're driving or maybe when they're parked. <laughs> so theoretically he could still multi-enter as much as he wanted to while he was on the road.
3: I can really picture it. Yeah. <laughs> and he has like the little angry streak, uh, when his players don't do well, that like <laughs> truckers get when they have road rage. <laughs> for sure. For
2: sure. Um, we're gonna start with some fmls talk because we were just talking about it and um we're in the middle of a game week we're in round 31 skylar and i red carded this week red carded wild carded (laughs) this week (laughs) um we wild carded this week you did not uh it most people have already wild carded meaning uh i believe they either did in 27 or 28 and then um, we held off, you're holding off even longer for this, um, very abbreviated round 32. What, uh, made you decide to wait until then as opposed to
3: now? Well, it really was kind of a, a situation where I thought, what, what could propel me into like the top 20? Mm-hmm. Cause I think I was, I was sitting at 65 to 65th place two weeks ago mm-hmm. and then I made the decision that I was going to just build towards my wild or the double game week round right. with my transfers and I, I'd be good. And I was like, well, I might as well save my wild card because if I can build towards there with my free transfers, maybe going into this next round where Colorado and Houston are on a double game week only. Mm-hmm. And then we have, I think, four other teams on a single game week. Yes. Um, so I just thought, you know, using the wild card there would wouldn't hamper me as much as people that are having to plan for it right now with their wild card, although you and Skylar seem like you did pretty well planning ahead. But uh, just I, we were talking about the international oh. um, matches next week. That got complicated. Some guys that were on uh, some yellow card suspension possibilities and injuries too. So just a lot of a lot of things that could happen between this round and next round. Uh, Ladero already kind of screwed us over this round. Um, so yeah, a lot was going on, and I said, "What what could possibly give me a huge advantage?" Uh, I don't know how much stocking up on Dynamo and Rapids players <laughs> is going to be a huge advantage, but I had to roll the dice. Um, really, so far it cost me David Villa last round because I couldn't bring him in if I wanted to get a good double game week team, and I lost a lot of points when you guys captained him and I mm-hmm. did not. Uh, I didn't even have him at all, so that bumped me down to like uh, the hundreds. I, or maybe like the, the low 80s. Now I'm back up to 84. Okay. So uh, Ladero captain's done for the week because oh. he's going to be suspended. I, I'll i be happy if I stay put at 84, and then I just have to to get all the goal scorers right next week, I guess, and have a, a strong uh, two weeks after that. So, yeah, I don't think it – so far I'm not thrilled with how it worked, but my – my team right now is basically, it looked similar to you and Skyler's, mm-hmm. so I'm not that upset that I didn't wildcard.
2: Yeah, I was uh, amazed at how similar it was, given that we wildcarded. Um, so, excellent work by you over the last few weeks. Um, the Ladero thing, I find kind of weird, not weird, but um, we were talking back and forth uh, before lineup lock, and uh, I kind of said begrudgingly i captain ladero and i i didn't i still don't really i still wish i hadn't done it but really the only reason i did it was more of a hedge than anything else like because i knew so many other people were going to captain him that if he did go off um i didn't want to be left behind and if he didn't we were all kind of screwed and not only did he not have a big game yesterday he's now suspended for saturday yellow card accumulation um which everybody knew like there were definitely people talking about how he was only one away and that didn't still didn't hamper people mostly because if he really went off against chicago like it almost didn't even matter but i don't know that uh, that one was so frustrating
3: i'm pretty mad at myself because you and skylar did mention it earlier in the day uh i saw it on my phone while i was at work and then i got home and i it totally slipped my mind that he was on yellow card suspension. That's not something I would normally risk just because you shouldn't. Well, (laughs) I (laughs) I definitely feel like if, if you just make the common sense safe move, uh, just finishing in like the top hundred at least is very easy in FMLS. Like Mm -hmm. if you, if you pay attention and you invest the time and you, like, never make a risky captain pick. You never make a risky, like, transfer in with one of these hurt players or someone like Drogba or something like that. And, <laughs> like, this captain pick right here, it was it was simple. Like, duh, don't get Ladero, especially when everybody else is going to have him. And I just, I blew it. We blew it. Uh, I guess, you know, you playing it safe, I think you were sitting in, what, 10th or something?
2: I was, Yeah. I'm,
3: yeah. So I mean, you were playing with for fifth or eleventh, maybe. That with that Ladero captain pick, you were playing for like top five. But if you really wanted to go for top one, you uh, you might have selected somebody else.
2: Yeah, uh, Ola was my other option uh, in my head, uh, who I was going to consider.
3: Which did you not even bring him in? I did. Oh, okay, I left him out. That was one of my big differentials. Yeah. And- Bill Hamid, bringing him in was a, a big differential since I left Ola out, mm. and they played each other last night. So that actually has worked out really well so far.
2: Yeah, that was big. Um, yeah, the, I had planned out, for the first time all season, I decided to start planning out more, at least more than just this upcoming week, and it was mostly because of this really um, stunted round 32. And so I was like, I just need to make sure I have like a full squad going in the other huge benefit about using the wild card was that you get three free transfers after not just the regular two so even if so it almost allows you to be even more aggressive and
3: yeah and I'm kind of wasting that because I'm wild carding going into, into a free a, wild card into a free wild card right. so yeah that's that's another reason that maybe I should have considered playing it a different time
2: yeah the the player I was ready to differentiate with was Javinko and we had um, the three of us were going back and forth about it. And I was saying that if he was on the bench uh, for Wednesday's match, then I was definitely bringing him in because I was confident that he'd come off the bench Wednesday and then play uh, and then start Saturday. And getting a 100 minutes out of Javinko is better than 180 minutes from either Ola, Josie, from or Jordan anyone, Morris. Really. Anyone, right, right. I ended up with Josie, Ola, and uh, Jordan Morris. And there was a thought at one point to go with Josie and Javinko just in case, um, right. To like really smash him. And then I, I decided that was just a little too crazy. Um, but as soon as Javinko was out, I, I, I totally scrambled. Like that was my problem is that <laughs> I, when I originally built the team, I was like, there's no Javinko, Don't worry about it. And then when it, it sounded like he might be available, I was like all in. And so I, you know, my, I had to go cheaper at other positions because I obviously didn't have as much money as 13, nine, which is like so far more expensive than everybody else in the game. And all of a sudden I have all this salary cap left over. Obviously the number of moves doesn't matter because I'm wild carding, but it was just like, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to not have that differential. So not only was I now trying to rebuild my team, I'm still looking for a player that like most people don't have without totally screwing myself. Um, And I eventually landed on Michael Bradley, which has paid off a little bit now because he just not that many people have him like my team is exactly what everybody you know, everyone has Josie everyone has Piotti and Kaka Ladero like there's no differentiation there but hopefully Bradley can score six goals on Saturday and I can move up enough.
3: Yeah, I think I was telling you that I almost uh, also took Bradley and mm-hmm. took another hit, but um, I, instead I went with a, a Mauro Diaz single game week.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: I really wanted to switcheroo him with Sebastian Leggett, but they play each other, so Ooh. can't do that. Uh, so right now I have the Keegan Rosenberry Maro Diaz switcheroo in mm. case Rosenberry comes out in this first earlier game and maybe score, <laughs> scores a goal and an assist or something, Right, right. but I do fully expect to put Mario Diaz in and I'm okay with that because he could have a, a huge single game week
2: for sure yeah I, I was getting to the point and we were talking um like whether Drogba really should be considered a double game week player because they play their second game on turf and so uh, well
3: now he yeah he should be considered a zero <laughs> yeah right
2: came week. off the bench on Wednesday the so that automatically got me started thinking of single game week players and like are there any guys that I that I want that because I theoretically could fit anybody in without Javinko. I had the salary, and I just decided it, there there wasn't anybody that I really liked enough, even though it was close. Like, I I was very close to um, Kledgedon I really liked, who I actually had last week. Um, he was probably the one that was the highest of, of anybody else. And then... Um, I wasn't really considering Javinko a single game week player, but even if he played one, it was like do i want do I want one game of Javinko or do I want two games of Josie? and
3: yeah, they kind of made the, the
2: decision for me.
3: The way you've come around lately, I'm surprised that you didn't take single game week Kai Kamara. no oh god <laughs> he
2: was a, i I knew I was wild carding, and before I even looked at my team, I actually just got him off <laughs> like I just went <laughs> said, all right, now I don't, I don't have that mess." that that was such a mistake we were joking around because i was considering wando who of course scored um on wednesday but uh wando was was another one only it was either going to be wando or jordan morris um or i guess it could have been Josie because wando also plays in um in 32 so that was probably a mistake not bringing him in although it was one of those like fool me once shame on shame on you fool me twice so
3: yeah that's like me with drug but except mm-hmm. it's like seven times yeah right
2: um anyway so let's talk about the weekend um that's enough of talking about our own FMLS teams but
3: yeah do um, we have anyone still listening
2: I, maybe not maybe not Luis probably listens he's a good listener <laughs> he's always nice to us um so speaking of single game week guys one of the ones I was considering was David Villa who um plays in his first match Friday, 8 o'clock Eastern. They're at Houston, though. Um, Skyler would probably remind us that Houston was pretty good defensively at home for a while, uh, but David Villa is David Villa, so uh, that he was the reason I was uh, going to be fine with that. Do you see any reason for for DFS, at least, to to not go with, uh, with the New York City guys?
3: No, not really. I mean, David Villa, you could argue that maybe his price is a little prohibitive, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think I'm still going to be on most of the New York City guys. I don't hate the Houston guys either. They're actually, if you, I'm looking at the who scored form table, mm-hmm. and Houston is tied for first in the West. Them wow. and Seattle have 11 points in their last six matches. Uh, Houston has three wins, two draws, one loss, um, and 11 goals for, which is, has to be one of the highest stretches of the season since that those opening couple of weeks. For sure. And they they do still have nine goals against, though, that's one and a half per game, so yeah, that the defensive form has kind of taken taken a back seat as they've opened up the offense a little bit, and I think it has made them a little bit more watchable. I haven't tuned in much, but when I have, I haven't like immediately click, clicked it back <laughs> off like I did before. so uh this actually should probably be a decent game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maro Minotas at 5400 is just screaming to be taken. Definitely coming off a hat trick now facing New York City who they're the most like inconsistent defensive team I think in the league like I feel like they post a shutout one week and then they can give up four goals the next and I'm just not sure why that happens I'm not sure they do either and maybe that's why the they're so inconsistent well
3: I mean like Jefferson Mena is the prime example he has like a couple great games this season and the rest are total hot garbage
2: yep yep Uh, I've had many conversations with a good friend of mine who's a New York City FC fan about Josh Saunders that like he has probably kept them in as many games as he's totally blown, but you don't, And it's a lot on both sides. Right. Right. Uh, You know, he'll make, and even sometimes in the same game, like he'll try to, he'll make some fantastic save and then he will literally like dribble the ball off of his knee into the goal five minutes later and you're just like really like this is the same guy that just made that save like i think if they improved the goalkeeper position they would be even better which is impressive since i think they're third in the eastern conference right now uh yeah i think they're third behind the red bulls in toronto so i don't know they're they're at least encouraging although they'll have to fill the lampard void when he leaves after this season and who knows
3: what what is going to do it it is going to be weird because they could like theoretically focus too much on fixing the defense and the goalkeeper, and then next season be, be the opposite kind of team.
2: Right. Right. Which I don't doesn't think, really work with David Villa.
3: Right. Yeah. I don't think they will, but I think they'll probably build a good team for next year. But um, that yeah, you don't want them to focus too much on defense. Right. They probably have focused on it more than most MLS teams of the like the last decade. Defense is largely ignored and. To NYCFC's credit, they have tried to fix it multiple ways, many ways.
2: Yep. And I mean, Materita's legit. Yes, he's very good. Yeah. And uh, they figured out a way for Ireola to be helpful. Um,
3: Yeah, because he was getting burnt at the the right back position. Yes, for sure. I mean, everyone for them there has been getting burnt, but uh, he especially was.
2: For sure. For sure. The Angelino experiment clearly did not work last year which is why they at least they got somebody who could tackle somebody <laughs> um is there anybody else from new york that you that you're thinking of um obviously lampard's right. out Pirlo's upsides kind of capped um tommy yeah Mack, i mean or? like
3: unless you want to stack somebody with via like a jack harrison or tommy mcnamara i don't think they have a ton of standalone value yeah they're fifty two hundred and five thousand respectively um, I guess if Steven Mendoza plays, mm-hmm. he's 4,400. He had a goal the last time he, he was out, I think. Yeah, a goal and five shots um, for 19 points in only 58 minutes. I was say, yeah, wasn't even so, a full
2: game.
3: Yeah, I mean, if if he somehow gets out there onto the field uh, with the starters, I would consider him. I don't know. He might be like a good play if you're not using David Villa just to get some exposure to that game. Yeah. shelton
2: has um, been pretty good too lately.
3: Yes, yes he has. Um and I think next year he's gonna take a huge step forward. So Yeah, I it's just a a toss up there. Anyone you're taking it, is not a guy with the playing cash games. Yeah. It's definitely just gonna be like a hey, I'm in this tournament, maybe maybe put someone with David via so okay. I'm I'm not too excited about any of the options in this game outside of David Villa, and it it could be one of those Friday games where you just fade the the Friday game. Even Minotas? Maybe because I I imagine on the Friday slate he's going to be really popular. Mm, good point. I mean, there's only 58 entries, and Skyler probably has taken up like 10 of them. So <laughs> I don't I don't know what popular means. It <laughs> it literally means like 25 lineups will right. have him, but right. Okay. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> I think he will be popular play tomorrow, out of the the fifty eight person tournament.
2: The next game is Saturday at seven. There's no kind of like early Saturday game, which is why just awesome. Yeah, I think that's why they don't have like a Friday night early Saturday two game slate that they have been offering. But yeah, yeah. we've got um, a seven game Saturday night slate. Um, seven o'clock uh, leads it. The Red Bulls hosting the Union. Um the Red Bulls seem to have given up on Mike Grella starting. Or do you think it's just getting young guys in before the playoffs? Or do you think they've I, actually replaced him with either Royer or.
3: Yeah, that's a tough call. I think they really do like Royer a mm-hmm. lot. And so do I. But, I mean, Grella, it's tough to argue with what Grella's done this season. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of knock we don't know about. Maybe they're just trying to get some other guys in form going into the playoffs. Because I I think you do know what Grella is, and I think he's not the kind of guy that needs to get like a ton of action to to stay hot. He you can put him in in whatever situation. And I think he's going to play exactly the same. Um, he just works hard, does his job. So I don't know. I think they they know exactly what Grella is. They're not going to overrate him. I. I don't think they're underappreciating him either, though, so mm-hmm. if he starts, I kind of like him at 5300 but I I like any of the Red Bulls wingers at their price usually.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I guess it's Royer
3: or... Mule. Mule, yeah. Um, SWP. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who, like, the only time I've seen him in the last, like, four months is when he came out there and was had his arm around drug, but after the... The last game because mm-hmm. i guess they know each other from chelsea
2: it's um it's kind of a weird move do you think they just brought him in because bwp was like i'd really like my brother to be here and they're like sure <laughs> all right yeah we got a I spot mean,
3: i mean his pedigree is like so much better than almost anybody else on the team so yeah. i think they were just hoping and then they realized eh, he's not really a starter for us right and so now it's like how do you get rid of bradley wright Phillips's brother right <laughs>
1: right
2: you like, don't you apparently know, the answer is you don't
3: <laughs> you just do anything you can to keep bwp happy because he's a gem he is so underappreciated mm. amongst all the other stars in the league
2: i totally agree um it's uh it's pretty crazy uh, how many goals he's scored and not really considered that upper tier of of goal scores
3: yeah i mean he has the record along with wando and granted a lot of people basically attributed that to Thierry Henry. Yes. But that season, he had 27 goals. He could not stop scoring. It was it was a lot of fun to watch, and I don't think that all of it was because of Henry. Um, I mean, for instance, look at these guys that are usually at the top of the scoring. They're taking free kicks. They're taking penalties. BWP wasn't. He was letting on—not letting, but— Henry was taking all of that. So that makes 27 goals even more impressive.
2: Well, he's a 20 this year, right? And he's still not taking any of those.
3: Yeah. I mean, he might be a higher, he might be a 21. I don't know. It's, it's close, but now he's the first guy with two Yeah. Two seasons of 20 plus. So yeah.
2: that's impressive. I think I just I, saw that his last three years is the most in a three year stretch. Is that right?
3: Uh, that wouldn't surprise me, yeah, because that was, was the 27-goal season. I bet Robbie Keane is close.
2: Mm, probably. probably. Yeah, Keane just went five straight years with double digits, which is pretty impressive. Pretty yeah,
3: impressive. especially when you're that old and yeah. you can get hurt for, for periods of time. Yeah, so. or
2: just decide to play a international <laughs> match for the last time and then not play for MLS for six weeks. <laughs> anyway, um, Tranquilo Barnetta, who announced this week that This is his last season with the Union, and he's also carrying a knock. If he doesn't start, does that make you like anybody else more from the Union, or does that make you kind of want to fade the whole
1: team?
3: I don't know that I would necessarily fade the whole team, but I'm not terribly excited about any of them. I think they kind of had Bedoya playing higher up the field last match when uh, Barnetta was out, and if that's the case again, he's only 4,600, so I like that. Uh, a solid amount. That lets you squeeze in a lot of the other um, top options on this slate. But it just as well could be uh, Roland Allberg yep. or even Ilsenio could make his way back into the lineup. Um, and I, I do like Ilsenio's price if he gets in. Alberg not so much. 5900 is a lot for a guy that just had kind of one really good hot streak and a lot of Months nothing. Months
1: ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, so... It's definitely worth keeping an eye on the lineup, but I don't think Philadelphia is the team I'm necessarily targeting um, too much. I'm definitely going to look at the Red Bulls lineup first.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, El I believe, keeps battling plantar fasciitis, which is one of those injuries that requires rest and is not an easy thing to do in the middle of a season. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I would be shocked if he started. And if he does, I can't imagine he goes more than... I was gonna say 45 but it'll be 60 i guess i'll say but yeah i i don't know the playing the red bulls at red bull arena is usually a game i try to avoid at least later in the season when they're playing well like this
3: yeah and senior is not really the type of guy you want to send out against a red bulls team that's gonna gonna run all over you because he's not the the kind of guy that's playing like awesome defense he's not running all over the field he's not the most athletic um Right. So I don't I don't know if he's the kind of guy you want to play against a pressing team like the Red Bulls.
2: Good point. Good point. Uh we got 3 730 games. First one should be uh just awful. It's Chicago at Columbus. Both team I believe Columbus was officially eliminated from the playoffs.
3: I, yeah, they they put together a decent like three game streak to to try and climb back mm-hmm. in, but it it was way too little, way too late.
2: Yep. They needed to not lose against D.C. on Wednesday to keep their hopes alive, and they got slaughtered 3 Um They were in it for a little while, and then Harrison, a fool, went down, left, and it was all a mess after that. Not that he's like the greatest defender, but it's, uh, I guess, just a coincidence we can say. But, uh, yeah, so they're I mean- coming off...
3: Nobody can stop Lamar Nagel, so I wouldn't really blame anyone in the crew. (laughs) Ugh.
2: Ugh. As a Harrison, a fool fantasy owner, I'm just... Ugh.
3: I think we all had him, all three of us. Yes. He
2: made sense. Um, He did. So, yeah, it was as simple as that. He did get the clean sheet, though, because he left. He he lasted more than 60, but they didn't score while he was there, so I guess we can... I love that, that. the, the cheater clean sheet. Right? It's one of the... My biggest, like, pet peeves in fantasy soccer is, like, being able to still get a clean sheet for playing only 60 minutes. (laughs) Um, So do you think this is a game that could be really bad because the teams don't care anymore and they're not that good anyway? Or will, like, the goals be flying because both teams are bad and they don't care anyway?
3: Uh, I'm not really leaning one way or the other. You could definitely take it either way, but I think it's, they're just going to go out and play. Mm -hmm. Um, Chicago has been putting forth a, a decent effort. Uh, that might be a little bit generous, but (laughs) I don't think they've looked like too much worse than their usual selves. If anything, they've been kind of improving a little bit. And, uh, I think Columbus will, will, finish the season. Okay. But but you could get a little bit of a letdown game from them, I suppose. I, I really think that Justin Miram looked awesome last night. So I, w- I would recommend him at 6,600 mm. against a Chicago team that traveled the whole way to Seattle. Yeah, uh, They're coming back to go to Columbus. I was going to say they're
2: actually going past Chicago to get to Columbus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, not far no, at all. But, no.
2: uh, In fact, they could have just gone to Chicago and drove, I think. Yeah, um, they
3: could have probably walked by the time the game started, really. Knowing...
2: Knowing MLS, they probably took, like, a school bus from Chicago. But, um,
3: well, the cheap owners can't let the good teams have charter flights every, right. every week, so that's a ridiculous rule.
2: It really is. It really is. Is it three a season?
3: I, I think so. I like think it's you, three a season. It's so dumb. If you want to fly your players in a nice plane, you can't do it.
2: Do they allow them to sit in first class? Like, if the... Or, like, or let me rephrase, because like, I don't think they do. But, like, if Pirlo wanted to sit in first class, could he pay for that seat?
3: <laughs> I wonder if... Uh, if that happens, MLS probably tries to keep it under wraps. I would think so. I, I also almost guarantee you that Pirlo is sitting first class. Yeah.
2: I would love just to see a picture of, like, Lampard, Pirlo, and Via sitting three <laughs> across in coach...
3: I'd love to see a picture of, like, two of them sitting with, like, some super fat slobby guy <laughs> right. in between them with his head drifting asleep, like, <laughs> <On> <laughs> towards their <way> to, Pirlo. <laughs>
2: on their way to San Jose.
3: <laughs>
2: Welcome to MLS, gentlemen. Anyway, uh, Columbus, you like Miram? Do you like Ola? You don't like Ola anyway, usually, actually.
3: I, Ola's okay. He's just really expensive for a guy that that's goal dependent pretty much, but I mean, he's getting a decent number of shots. He has been scoring, so I, I won't blame anybody that takes him, but it feels like when he's scoring, he's a a really over-owned player. Mm -hmm. That's what kind of makes me lean away from him in tournaments when he's in form. When he's not in form, I actually have been firing him up a lot and he never really scored to reward me for it. But, um, the nice speaking about my MLS team, <laughs> the nice thing about him is he's definitely capable of multi goal games like yeah. he he's just as likely to get two as he is to get one, and that's something that you do like to roster mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm I'm on the fence with him just because he's ninety three hundred I'm probably gonna build my roster a different way um that's not really gonna involve him um david akam maybe i mean he's four hundred dollars less and he's a better player but He's a guy you really have to think about his motivations. He's probably going to be on international break soon. the The season's lost, and he has an aptitude to to pick up small injuries. So, <laughs> I I don't know. Acom's okay for eighty nine hundred, but he's not my favorite either. Yeah,
2: I agree. Um. Uh, yeah, Arturo Al excuse me, Arturo Alvarez kind of piques my interest a little bit if he starts, but even that it's.
3: Yeah, this game's tough because there's probably gonna be like a a really good play in it. It's just a matter of who who is the really good play, and that's gonna be tough to find. I mean Goosens is back, you have Mo Syed. um Maybe Dilly Duca gets in there oh. now. It I mean anything can happen really now that their seasons are over, so oh. who knows?
2: I bet it's gonna be Seleniak. Because like who would ever take him?
3: <laughs> he's he's been playing really well though.
2: He has been playing better than I expected, but still.
3: he's one of the most underwhelming forwards in the league, but uh he just he does all the little stuff right. He's never gonna like dominate a defender. Right. But he, he gets in decent positions and he's actually uh probably one of the better passers as a forward. So like a true forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But they'll probably play David Arshaki I no, imagine, they could. Uh, and try and see what he's made of. Man, I don't know. It's it's really tough. Luckily, we'll see the the lineup before we have to make any decisions. Right.
2: Before we ultimately decide that the fire are just awful and we should stay away anyway. Um <clears throat> How about next-
3: Sean Johnson's 3,200? So that, Wow. The, yeah, we mentioned that the crew are going to be a little disappointed now that they missed the playoffs. If you want to play into that Um, Sean Johnson's a a pretty good value in goal.
2: That's really cheap.
3: 3,200. Wow. Yeah. We don't talk about goalies very much on here, but I thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah.
2: Especially when Steve Clark on the other side is 53.
3: And maybe you see Zach Steffen finally. Oh yeah. I mean, if they're out of it, let the, let the promising young, uh, U S national team talent get in there.
2: Good call. Good call. Uh, next game, Kansas city at new England. um, Dom Dwyer or Kai Kamara?
3: Um, oh, man. I, I really want to say Kai Kamara. Oh. <laughs> Why? They both need to win. Yes. Um, both teams need to win, but it's in New England. Kai Kamara has been looking uh, a little better lately. so
2: This is better? Oh,
3: my God. Well, better than he was, right?
2: I guess. He has I mean, you one goal him up in his last,
3: your team last week. I know, I know. <laughs> so one week changed your mind that much.
2: Um, I, I've made many mistakes on my fantasy team this season. <laughs> that is definitely one of them. Falling for it again. Yeah, Sucked you me fell right for in.
3: Kai Kamara like three or four times this year. The
2: the reason I fell for this one, I actually don't even want to call it a Kai Kamara game. I I one hundred percent played the Revenge Factor. Yeah, I played the Revenge game. I didn't play the kai kamara like i feel like i just played like angry forward revenge (laughs) like i didn't need a name and he was awful
3: here's here's the thing with kai kamara it's really hard to pay 8600 for him when juan agadello is 5800 juan agadello has also been playing really well uh better than
2: better than kamara
3: definitely i mean kai kamara if anything has slowed him down yeah um so yeah i mean Dwyer's dwyer's definitely a, a good look he's had goals in i think three straight games he's shooting a lot so i maybe i would prefer him a little bit to kai kamara now that i think about it but juan Agadel is the best value in this game um yeah it's a good call skyler might argue for donald smith but
2: <laughs> he would or he jimmy might.
3: madronda his price is going way down
2: Oh, is it? Where are He's we He's
3: down to 5,000. He's oh. almost back into the 4,000 range.
2: Wow. Fall of a giant.
3: Uh, he doesn't have a single box score in double digits, though. No. Can't, can't believe that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you guys were trying to say last week when I wasn't here that I would argue for Brad Davis over Jimmy Madronda, and I, I do think that is patently false. Oh, Really? Brad Davis has been so bad this year. I I don't think I've ever played Brad Davis this year, nor will I ever. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: really? Not one of these early season ones where he might have been May, taking corners?
3: It it could have been, but I, I was never proud of it.
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
3: I probably yeah. wasn't tweeting like, oh, yeah, Brad Davis, great play this week. Yeah.
2: Dollar Davis. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> the... Uh, or Sporting's midfield, speaking of Davis, like, it doesn't seem like you can really get that much out of them. Like, is real hit or miss. Um, I'm not sure, well, Azuzia, I guess, is a forward, but who knows if he'll ever play again.
3: Yeah, they play the four three three, 3 3 so it's Failhaber and then two guys just kind of doing all the work and right, not getting yeah. any of the good stats <laughs> beside him. Yeah, I mean, Espinoza and Mustavar are very good at what they do, but they should never be anywhere close to your fantasy lineup.
2: Right, and even the other guy, like, Connor Hallisy's like not making value enough for, you know, like these other Unless guys. He start, scores, yeah. Right. I guess. And uh, Peterson's the same way. Like I just, uh, I think he's a forward anyway, but they he just,
3: is, and he's been playing well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would play him often, but he, he has three goals in his last five games.
2: Yep. I rostered him once in one of those because it was a, I think it was a two or three game slate. And I was like, all right, yeah. it had to have been a two game slate. Um, but this is a a very deep slate, and if you're thinking of Peterson at five thousand Agadello at fifty eight like you you find the eight hundred bucks elsewhere, to, to yeah, like you're make that
3: you're month. doing something wrong if you roster Jacob Peterson this week
2: <laughs> all right that that should say everything about Kansas City um New England um it wouldn't be a conversation if I didn't mention Lee Wynn, so do you like him? I mean home against k c and they need the win no no pun intended, although it probably should
1: have been. <laughs>
3: I don't love him this week. Wow! I don't hate him, but I'm I'm not gonna go out of my way to to try and convince you to play him this week, okay. like I like I have been frequently. So I just think Kansas City's gonna have a a big game. They're, Peter Vermees gets them to play when they need to. They can't afford to drop a game here, so I think they at least get a draw.
2: Wins a hundred dollars more than Fabian Castillo, who is somehow still. <laughs> Still in this roster. Um, all right, that's enough. Chris Tierney.
3: Sure. I
2: don't even know what his price uh, is, but I assume it's sixty
3: six hundred. Oh, all right. Um, he hasn't had more than six crosses in quite a while mm. since August twenty fourth. Uh, he has six or seven, six games, I think, with six or less crosses. So I don't love it. The the one thing is Kansas City is a little susceptible on the flanks because the, they have their high three forwards. And if you can kind of get behind them but in front of the fullbacks, Tierney could do some damage. Um, they're at home. They need to win. So I I wouldn't hate it. It's just not how I build my, yeah. my roster that I'm going to pay 6600 The thing is New England can't afford to tie. They have to win. They have to win. Yeah. So I can definitely see him pushing forward if they need goals. Okay. Like, if they go down one nothing, Tierney's going to be a great play.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other 730 game, DC at Toronto. Maybe we see Javinko. We'll know before lineup lock, which is pretty nice. Uh, if he starts, do you roster him?
3: Yes. Oh, wow. That was quick. I mean, I don't think he's going to start, but if he does, that tells me that he's ready. Yeah. It tells me that... Josie Altidore is probably going to have a good game too. I just, I don't see DC United putting out like two great performances in a row, even though they they have been really good lately. And I think that's kind of an underrated storyline: how well Ben Olsen has DC United playing, and now that they have a capable attack. Totally. Um, a lot of people have. I mean, every year he gets blamed for for having a team that really seems like they're not performing well and it's i mean look at the roster that they give him so i i don't know how much you can place it on ben olsen you could kind of say the same thing about jay heaps in new england uh when they had jermaine jones on that team he he took him to the mls cup final i i tend to think that heaps is not nearly as good of a coach as ben olsen but um i i don't know tfc are right on the outside i mean they have a a small prayer of winning the Supporters Shield still, Mm-hmm, sure do, and they, they still want to get one of these top two seeds. Um, they're one point ahead of both New York teams, so
2: and New York City FC will have already played, so they know if they if they fell behind or not.
3: Right, so I think I mean Toronto still has something to play for. Uh, DC United might might feel a little more comfortable and take their foot off the pedal. They're four points clear of New England for for the final spot above the red line
2: oh, there it is is it
3: reasonable? i heard it called a thin red line yesterday <laughs> on one of the broadcasts and it's just like now it's now it's starting to get uh descriptive I, they're it, starting to personify the red line
2: does it have a twitter account yet
3: i don't oh my gosh i might have to start it just there to be go. sarcastic that's
2: right um do you think Javinko plays 90 if he starts no take, way. Yeah, so, but, so you're paying 14,000 for 60 minutes of Javinko. 60 70 minutes.
3: I would if he starts. Yeah.
2: They're off next week, like the following week. So Yeah.
3: He still has a shot at the the Golden Boot, sure does. which I think he he probably really 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 wants to win for a second time. Hmm. Um and first of all, I admire that about a guy who really shouldn't care. <laughs> I mean, Like, big deal. We all know he's head and shoulders the best player in the league. So who really cares if he gets the golden boot? But it's nice. I I can tell, I think, that he really wants it. And uh, he cares a lot about how the team does, too. So Mm -hmm. I I think if he starts, he's going to play really hard. And he's going to give us a good 60, 70 minutes for sure.
2: Okay. Um, Anybody on the other side that you like?
3: Um...
2: Because I assume it kind of the Toronto side ends with Javinko and Josie. Yes,
3: yeah, sort of, but I mean it's a shame that Michael Bradley costs so much. Yep, that's my only problem. Jonathan Osorio has been playing pretty well, so I could I could make an argument for him. I think he has uh, looks like one goal, two assists in his last four. They're not great box scores, but. Um, he has been getting more involved and you could say Armando Cooper if he gets in again cuz I thought he was pretty dangerous last night.
2: What do you think about Bradley if Javinko doesn't start?
3: Oh, I mean I like him more. Yeah. It's still really hard to pay 6400 for him. Um but he he had 11 crosses last night. Yep. Or yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he did last night. So yeah, It's like
2: shocking that the box scores updated so quickly. <laughs> um Yeah, so
3: I didn't say it from the
2: from the D.C. side. Yeah, the
3: seriously Armando Cooper's thirty nine hundred, though. I hope he plays again. That's cheap. He was he was really good. I mean, you're not getting set pieces from him, but I think D.C. United are also a team that's most susceptible to uh, to good play on the wing. So that's a place where he could he could have another good spell.
2: Would you rather pay seven thousand for Lloyd Sam or seventy two for Patrick Mullins?
3: Um wow, that's like pretty much a neither for me. Oh, okay. But if I, if I had to pick, I guess I would pay for Lloyd Sam.
2: Would you rather Nyarko at 57 or just none of the DC United attackers? I mean,
3: they're they kind of all seem the same to me. Luciano Acosta would be the guy I'd want for 600 more. I mean, okay. he's he's 7800 and yep. he's by far the better player than all of them. He's gonna be on more. Well, I guess he's not really on too many set pieces, but um, I don't know. I just see way more upside in Acosta. You get the the goal upside in Mullins, and then Sam is kind of like the in between. Yep. But I, Acosta's been really consistent for the most part. So, I mean, his assist last night was amazing. If if nobody's seen the uh, the Luciano Acosta little chip or flick or whatever you want to call it, and then Lloyd Sam kind of made a nice little fake to act like he was going to dish it to Mullins, the defender bit. And he, uh, he came back the other way and fired a shot across the goal. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, that was one of my favorite goals of the night.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, just, I think that was the, the, uh, clean sheet killer other than for a fool who left. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's move on. Uh, next game are the two nine o'clock games. We've got Portland at Colorado and LA at Dallas um i guess well yeah that la let's talk about la dallas first that sh- sounds like it should be more interesting all
3: right we have one more one more goalkeeper shout from this last game bill oh. hamid is only 3300 <sighs> which is a way better play than sean johnson mm.
2: even if javinko comes back though
3: yeah sure because that's more saves more
2: saves yeah does javinko miss
3: does he yeah, not score he... on every shot
2: <laughs> um, they
3: were actually mad at some people were mad at him in Toronto earlier because he was taking too many, yeah, too many ludicrous shots, shots. Yeah. but who cares?
2: Yeah. Who cares? Um, so yeah, LA Dallas, um, LA seems to be almost at full strength minus, uh, Zardis, who's obviously out for the year, but they've got Gerard back keen, uh, dos Santos, who just got called up, um, which we don't have to worry about it for this game, but, uh, and Dallas is one of your favorite teams for fantasy purposes. So like who I it's really the Dos Santos versus Maro Diaz, right? Are there any is there another player who has more upside than those two in this game?
3: Um I mean Robbie Keane is definitely in that discussion, but I think you nailed it pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think Dos Santos is is definitely worse when Robbie Keane's in the lineup.
1: Yeah. He
3: uh he has to stick to a position more. He has to stick to a role. Um, he's not going to take penalties.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been extremely good. He has, it looks like four games here. He has five goals and four assists. Yep. In four <clears throat> games, he's taking a lot of shots. He's getting a lot of crosses. Um,
2: those I are mean, mostly keenless games, though.
3: Yeah, but the last one he had six shots, three of them on goal, six crosses, mm-hmm. and an assist.
2: Um. I think Gerard was on the bench, though. Like, if, I think Gerard may start. Uh, would we'll and... take the
3: corners. Yeah. Okay.
2: It's all I, working it's... against Dos Santos, is my thought.
3: I guess so, but if they're gonna get a result against Dallas, I think they need him, Dos Santos, to be the the game changer. Because I I think Dallas can they can focus on neutralizing Keane. Uh, they're athletic enough, especially in the defensive midfield, that Gerard is not going to be a problem. But if anybody's going to cause them some issues, it's going to be Dos Santos. And I think this is a game that Bruce Arena is going to have the Galaxy really fired up to play. Um, once again, if the Galaxy win, they're only two points behind FC Dallas in the Supporters' Shield race. So th- they're arguably like the their biggest contender right now, or competitor rather, um, so I I don't know I kind of like Los Angeles in this game Dallas played last night most of their starters didn't but right. um, still nonetheless
2: so it's gonna come down to Dos Santos at ten seven or Mauro Diaz at ninety nine hundred
3: and you're gonna make me pick between two of my favorite players
2: would you would you stack them obviously you can't if you have Javinko but if, uh, you, the, if you decided on a non Javinko lineup are those the two guys you pay up for
3: I really don't think so because they it's not a good matchup for either team. Mm -hmm. Like they're playing another really good team, another team that is very capable of pitching a clean sheet, even against another awesome attack. So it's probably not going to be four, three. No, I would, I highly doubt it's four, three. I probably expect a two to one, Mm -hmm. a one to one. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is happy with a tie here. They're probably elated. I was just about to
2: say, yeah, as long Um, as they get something out of it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And actually this, it was really interesting how they played last night. They could have probably destroyed the team they played. Uh, I, I can't pronounce their name. It's Suchi Tepeques, something. I'm sure. I'm sure. I really <laughs> <laughs> Americanized that. But um, they're tied on points now because they tied that match going into the the last game. I think Dallas has to go to Guatemala, mm-hmm. um, away. So they need a result away because at home they they were happy with taking a tie. Mm-hmm. They didn't play Mauro Diaz. They didn't play some of their other – they didn't play Maxi or Rudy. Um, so I feel like if they really wanted to, they could have easily won that game. They could have put out a, a big lineup, but they're prioritizing Supporter Shield now and worrying about that game later. Um, so I, I just think it shows how seriously they're going to take this weekend. And that that's a big argument for Mauro Diaz. I think Maxi or Rudy, you could even make a case for playing in fantasy this week. He's 7,300, but it, a team that really wants to win, that really wants to score, um, I wouldn't hate it if you threw him into a lineup either.
2: So you went, <clears throat> do I remember correctly that you said you went Mauro in FMLS?
3: I have him, but I, I had him already. Oh, it was a switcheroo, so. right? Yeah, oh, it was, him, Yeah, it was just a matter of, I could have transferred him out for, like, a Michael Bradley, but I decided I was going to keep him in. And, yeah, he's 99% getting into my lineup.
2: Okay. And are there any of the peripheral guys that you like? I'm thinking, like... Um, Barrios. Barrios, Rosales, or uh, Leggett, or Boatang, Probably not, but...
3: I mean, I like yeah, bringing like, them up. <laughs> the, the attacks are so good that if, like, any of these fringe guys gets in there... I'm okay with somebody using them. Uh-huh. Uh legit's 5500 and he's been playing really well lately. He's not a guy that that gets a ton of DraftKings points because that's just not his game. Yeah. He's not like a huge crosser. He he's just kind of plays well in combination with other people in the midfield and is occasionally dangerous uh looking at goal, but Steven Gerrard's not a guy I'm going to recommend. Uh 6600. I if he was a thousand dollars less it would be an easy choice but he's a little too pricey for me mm-hmm. so yeah okay. and then defenders it's a just a a toss-up i probably am not going to use any of the defenders
2: yeah well the dallas ones don't cross it well n- none of them really cross that much um, right and if you don't think there's a clean sheet and that's still only three points so i don't know I've
3: Yeah, Ashley Cole, I felt like we had high expectations for him as like an attacking fullback this year, and he has not been that.
2: Not at all, no. Yeah, I remember early in the season, I don't know if it was even his first game, he had some like tremendous long ball that uh, turned into an assist, and everyone was like, oh, here we go, and that might have been his last (laughs) good pass of the season. Um, He hasn't been bad by any means,
3: but yeah, he hasn't been the, the fantasy player we've wanted him to be. Right.
2: He's appropriately not a DP. Yes. Um. So let's talk about the other game, Portland at Colorado. Uh, Colorado will play um, again next week as well, and there will be some international absences, specifically Gashi and Tim Howard. Um, But that shouldn't affect us this week. Do you like them at home against Portland, or do you like the Valeri side?
3: Uh, I kind of like the Valeri side. Portland need this game a lot more. They're under the thin red line. Um, <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah, I just I think Portland's a better team. That they, they have the momentum. Colorado has won three games in three months. I saw that little stat on Twitter last night. But I think we've been talking about how how bad they've been on the podcast lately. And while while they're a good defensive team, it's just not not an inspiring group of fantasy players right now. So yeah. I'd have no problems if someone wanted to take Jake Gleason at 3,500 and goal on the road. Um, I would have no problems with anyone taking Alvis Powell as a, a top-tier defender. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you want to wanna take a Jack Jewsberry at 4,500, that's fine. Oh. Um, yeah, and especially Valerie's a, a guy that I don't think has had a lot of success in his games against Colorado this season, but he has three goals in four games. He's playing really well, and I I really think that him and Fernando Adi are going to just carry this team to the playoffs somehow.
2: Yeah, it seems like he had a bit of a cold streak and then was like, I'm going to start scoring goals, and all of a sudden he's got three in four games.
3: Yeah, the whole team was in a little bit of a lull for a while. I, I'm not sure there's a good way to explain it, but I think a lot of it was Fernando Adi was just was not his dominant self up top and not taking all the attention away from uh from some of the other attackers. So Yeah. And Darlington Nagby wasn't in the lineup for, for chunks of time as well mm-hmm. due to international play and whatnot. So Yeah. Maddox I, I is mean, out.
2: He he's been kind of a nice contributor of late, but um he's got a hamstring injury, so he's out now, which means Jack Mack or
3: yeah, I think Milano's also has a has Milano's, a knock of yep, some sort. he's got a groin injury. That would be interesting if they played Jack McInerney, um,
2: the uh, Oregonian who broke this news about the Maddox injury. Said it would probably be either Jack Barnby, who has barely played ooh. this year, and I think was playing at right back earlier this year, or Ned Grabavoy, who just screams. Oh, Take me for fantasy.
3: Could <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand watching games with Ned Grabavoy <laughs> in there. He is—I mean—he does exactly the job the coach asks him to do. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him for that. But uh, in terms of just excitement factor, he's way, way down there.
2: I feel like if people are like, I don't really like MLS. It like sucks, and they're like, Oh, what game did you see? And they're like, I don't know, some Grabavoy guy played. Like, come on. <laughs> like that's how I with feel. With his little hair band and yeah. greasy hair. Yeah, exactly um yeah plus he's basically he, i mean tommy mack basically replaced him in new york and there he also has the greasy headband but for <laughs> some reason he just screams excitement
3: yeah i'm trying to think who grab like almost ended their career earlier this season um
2: he tackled them
3: he just cleated him right oh. in the ankle yeah no, it might have been the same exact game i think it was the same game where um nigel deong got nagby or maybe no 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 uh, i i forget now it was like maybe the week after or the, i don't i forget but oh well it was just another reason not to really appreciate grab a voice game <laughs> but uh, Barnby's 3100 but he's just really not exciting and no. i haven't i haven't seen anything from him this season to suggest that he's a good player um i was gonna
2: say there's no if anybody takes him and he does well there's no way they couldn't a straight face like give you reasons why they to- chose him other well, than there, like well he was cheap and
3: yeah the reason is he's 3100 and right. it lets you do whatever you want with the rest of your attack and that's honestly a good reason because if he he gets a goal i mean he's playing with diego Valerian and fernando sure. adi so if if he gets a goal you're probably doing really well that that fantasy contest
2: Oof. good luck to anybody who grabs him good luck
3: yeah, maybe Darlington Nagby gets a little more attacking responsibilities if they have to play a Grabovoy.
2: Mm-hmm. That's interesting.
3: So he's forty seven hundred. That's not bad at all. No. No. And they like I said, they need to win and Nagby last year when they really needed him stepped up in a huge way. Mm-hmm. So worth consideration for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, good call. Um final game of the night, ten thirty, RSL at San Jose. Ugh um
3: we were talking about this one how san jose's w- odds to win are kind of low mm-hmm. relative to the other home teams but their clean sheet odds are are right up there with uh almost the best of them
2: yes um vegas not expecting a ton of goals in this one we'll put it definitely
3: that way. not yeah rsl's clean sheet odds are the highest of the underdogs right right uh
2: but wando's hot i guess so <laughs> Um, I don't know what to make of this San Jose team because it seems like there are times where you could have ridden Alberto Quintero. There were. I mean, right after Copa America, like he was awesome. Him and Godoy were really good. And then they disappeared. Dawkins had a few good games. Uh, Amaraqua looked good until he got hurt. Um, Goitem looks usable. He looks okay. Yeah. yeah. but
3: It'd be nice if he put some of his shots on net.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's just... I mean, ultimately, you're like, who's the guy who is most likely to score the goal? And it's Wando. And you're like, oh, all right, I guess I'll just go to another game. Am kind I... of.
3: <laughs> I I really feel like if they got a an exciting coach, not named Dom Kinnear, <laughs> that that offense has some potential.
2: I agree. I mean, oh, I agree.
3: They, they wouldn't be... They wouldn't be great because they just don't have, like, a guy to tie it all together. Right. I think they were hoping Matias Perez-Garcia was that I guy. I was just about to say that. Uh, they kind of gave up on him. They Even two years ago, they had Yannick Jalo, who was a guy that uh, was super fast from from the Portuguese league. Mm-hmm. I think he might be back over there now or maybe even in uh, this the second league in Spain or who knows. But he played... And when he was in there, he was awesome. He was super fast, but he just was constantly hurt. So yeah. they, they're they really striking out on these guys. They signed Innocent. innocent oh, what a bust. Amahara, huge bust. And then uh, I guess Simon Dawkins has been okay, huh? But, He's been okay. Yeah. Goytom is probably going to be the same. Right. Just okay.
2: Right. Um. <laughs> just okay. Yeah, the... There just doesn't seem to be many reasons to think of guys to play from them. Like, they're not scoring a ton anyway. So, you know, like.
3: Yeah, in this game, I think maybe I would, if, especially if Hymas and Olave doesn't play and Shea Salinas starts, which now we're getting into like a planets aligned scenario because Olave's yeah. <laughs> pro- probably going to start and right. Salinas.
2: Probably not.
3: I mean, he he hasn't been, but he's gotten enough starts this year. Salinas is a good crosser. Wando's hot, so that's like a, a natural stack that I might try. Salinas is only forty nine hundred, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But,
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I, even though San Jose's at home, I'm looking a lot more towards RSL in this one.
2: Yep. Yeah, it just seems like you've the way I look at like how many times have you won money with guys from San Jose versus guys from RSL. Exactly, And that's, I mean, I realize that that doesn't guarantee you're going to win again, but,
3: <laughs>
2: but, oh, I'd rather save the money and go with Burrito than Wando or Jordan glad... Allen versus Quintero or.
3: Yeah. I'm glad I'm, I've kind of pulled you off of the San Jose at home train. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. This
2: <laughs> whole winless... year has been a, has been a learning experience for me.
3: Yeah. They're winless in six and they're winless in five at home. <laughs> uh Oh, well. Although I think they have kept them to to low goal totals. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: maybe only one goal, losing one nothing.
3: They Two of those five games that are winless in at home are 0-0 zero, zero draws. There you go.
2: Ugh.
3: And the other's a 1-1 one, one draw. Yikes.
2: Well, it's, so I wasn't completely off.
3: No, it's just not good soccer to watch. I, that's right. another team right. that I almost never watch anymore. Even though I like a lot of their players individually, it's so boring.
2: And somehow Wando keeps getting called up like I just He works
3: on. hard. I mean, it's good. It's good to get a guy in there to be a role model, but yeah, I agree. Let some of the younger guys come in. Yeah.
2: If he gets called over Jordan Morris this month or next month, it's just, or next week. That's just I mean.
3: Well, they, Seattle really needs him. I don't think Klinsman should call Jordan Morris in. Mm,
2: that's a good point. That's a good point. I
3: mean, any of these teams that are competing in MLS, I I find it really hard to imagine a scenario where Klinsman calls them in.
2: Yeah, it was my understanding that the the clubs had to basically agree to play over international breaks. And I'm shocked that Seattle would ever do it, with mostly because of Dempsey.
3: That's true. That's an interesting way to think about it. But maybe they thought Dempsey would be out of the picture by now. I guess. Granted, I mean, he kind of is, per se. Right. But,
2: but not, yeah. Not they because didn't know that, that back when the schedule came oh, out.
3: Oh, he would have been wearing the captain's band uh, if— He was healthy for this upcoming world cup qualifiers i'm curious to see if michael bradley and josie are allowed to go
2: they have a game they're they're not playing though oh yeah
3: okay sure that makes sense
2: um speaking of seattle let's go to the sunday slate it's two games one o'clock eastern orlando hosting montreal and eight o'clock which is a kind of a pain but whatever seattle at vancouver um like we said Drogba probably not playing because he only plays on natural surfaces (laughs) Um, sometimes sometimes right yeah when he plays he plays on naturals and um we will not have Dempsey as we just said we won't see Nicholas Ladero thanks to his suspension um which doesn't leave like a ton of high upside guys on the slate um
3: you have Piatti, you have Kaká. Yeah,
2: Kaká's the only player who's playing who who's over 10,000.
3: Yeah, um and it's tough the Montreal Orlando game is tough to to gauge mm-hmm. cuz Orlando um been better
2: defensively recently.
3: Yeah, they struggled a little bit uh last night. Yes. They were even up a man after yep. uh Toussaint bicycle kicked somebody. <laughs> to saw Ricketts bicycle kicked yeah. someone in the face he
2: only got a yellow um, for that
3: yeah he already had he it. already
2: had the yellow that's my favorite part of it
3: <laughs> all he got was a yellow for
2: bicycling somebody I directly mean, in the face
3: it it looked like it just kind of skimmed their face if i'm not mistaken which still i'm sure hurts yeah. severely but it it's not like he was super careless and just mm-hmm. it was careless but not as careless as it could have been i guess
2: yeah part of me is like if you if you deem a bicycle kick careless, like nobody should ever be able to do it. Like the fact that he actually kicked somebody in the face, like that almost shouldn't matter. Like he,
3: yeah, it's just pure luck. Whether right, or not you hit right. Someone in the face. Cause you're just, it's always in the middle of a, like a pack of people usually <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so it's just, if the guy's dumb enough to get his face in the way right, or not. Right.
2: Like, and, and I that, feel like that def- one
3: was a surprising bicycle kick. So I don't blame, um, uh, who wasn't that got kicked in the face? I don't blame them for for not getting their face out of the way, but so
2: something like usually yes. in those situations, like you're not necessarily looking at the players. Like the ball's coming in, you need to know where the ball is. So, like, yeah, not knowing that somebody's about to bicycle kick <laughs> you in the face, yeah, some things is aren't understandable. Worth
3: it. Mm. Like, just get out of the way. It's a regular season MLS match, and right, right. you're in first place in the East. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Montreal if they lose to orlando then uh they have a little bit of a a tepid hold on a playoff spot they so, sh- I, I, orlando I mean, absolutely need to win
2: yes yes it's like it's disappointing to me that montreal has played this badly and they're still in the playoffs
3: <laughs> yeah i agree they've they've not been good i haven't really enjoyed watching them but uh I guess they, they got a result last night when it mattered, so yes. credit to that. And Orlando don't deserve to be in either. They have uh, three losses and a draw in yep. their last four. Yep. I, I mean, really, most of the Eastern Conference doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs.
2: <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, Montreal is the only team in the playoffs with a negative goal differential.
3: Yeah, and a couple other teams only have a barely a positive <clears throat> Yeah. So, I mean, New England could make it, and they have a negative 14 goal differential.
2: That's the worst in Major League Soccer. The worst.
3: (laughs) It's crazy when you look at the Western Conference. I know. Their goal differential, every single team is positive. The worst is the Whitecaps at plus four. And then you look at the East, and half the teams are negative. And only two teams are better than plus five. Five, yeah. Yeah, I mean one conference is way better than the other, and it's kind of disappointing that at least one good team is going to miss out on the playoffs in the West. In the
2: West, yep, yep. That happens in sports, though. Like, it happens in the NBA too. That teams under five hundred all of a sudden are making the playoffs. But anyway, uh, yep. this two game slate is Kaka the best play?
3: Um. We've kind of been complaining about Kakai sure in our, yeah, sure in our chat lately. I didn't think he looked bad last night. He's actually been like one on one. He's been clowning some people,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not translating to a ton of DraftKings points for us. So it's it's tough. I th-
2: yeah, you'll have to find another site that gives you points for clown
3: <laughs> clown makings or <laughs> anytime Clownings. like. One of the most popular MLS accounts tweets a a gif of yeah some move you make on someone you get a point. That's right. That'd be interesting. Right. That's N- better than some sites scoring.
2: Yeah, I would rather to see nutmegs than some <laughs> other stats. But um,
3: um, man, I'm I'm just deciding right now between Piatti and Kaká.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um. I think those are the I think those are the guys uh, because I don't think you'd put. Laren or Molino or Bolaños, I guess. Like, you wouldn't put those guys on the same level. Um, yeah,
3: and Jordan Morris, I guess you would think about, but since Ladero isn't playing, that he kind of takes a hit.
2: That's what I was going to bring up next. Um, not only does he take a hit, but do you look at anybody really moving up? Like, even shits obviously, will probably take the, the free kicks. Um, but it seems like they have gotten so used to playing with Ladero that I'm not sure that really makes that big of a difference.
3: Yeah. That's a good call. Like Seattle was, were pretty bad before Ladero really bad. Came. Yeah. So how are they going to react now that he's going to be out for a match? And, and without Dempsey. Um, like it's right. not like
2: they have somebody else that they can like fall back on.
3: Yeah. And they they need the win really badly. They're tied with Portland on points, but they have one game in hand. So this would be the, the game this that they it. drop. Yeah. Um, I mean Portland played too, but yes, theoretically they lose. This is kind of a game that they drop off. I I don't know. I kind of do like even shits though. Mm-hmm. I I don't really trust Seattle, but Vancouver, Vancouver's been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, they don't have much to play for, no. so yeah. I'd yeah. say they're
2: the most surprising team this entire season. In Vancouver,
3: terms of, in terms of being bad, yeah, yeah, I agree. I expected a lot more out of them. I. Expect a lot more out of just Carl Robinson being able to to get the best out of a, a deep, deep team. I mean, I don't think they have any really standout talents, but they they shouldn't be way down here in the standings. Yeah,
2: only the Fire have lost more games in the yeah, entire but, league.
3: I mean, I, it seems like Vancouver is disappointing almost every week.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking like when we, like preseason, if you told... You know, if you were like, how do you think Vancouver's going to do? Oh, and by the way, they added Giles Barnes in the middle. You'd be like, wow. That... You'd think they'd <laughs> and, have a great season. And a spindle. Right, yeah. and <laughs> Right.
3: <laughs> I'm going to take a big victory lap for the uh, a isn't a good player train I was on the whole start of the season. Because look how much better DC United is without him. Yeah.
2: His 24 Lucy hours of Vancouver Costa, and like... then leaving didn't help.
3: Yeah. Them. Lucho Acosta just has room to breathe. He wasn't even starting when Espindola was there.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen how he's been doing in Mexico, so maybe.
3: He probably hasn't even really been playing.
2: Maybe, yeah, I have no idea. Um, So, yeah, the you have to pick a goalkeeper from this slate.
3: Um, well, if we're talking about for DraftKings purposes, you have to think about how they're priced.
1: Yep.
2: None Which of reason? them are really that expensive. Like, Bendick is the most expensive at 48
3: Oh, do you actually have the slate pulled up? Because I, I didn't know. find it when I looked earlier.
2: Yeah, you it's, You know, you got to do the whole <laughs> you recess, really opposite sort by date. and
3: You really do have to, like, run through an obstacle course to find the Sunday slate sometimes on DraftKings. Yeah, I had to
2: click on a 23-person double up to,
3: <laughs> to oh God. find it.
2: I don't think there's anything guaranteed yet, but yeah. It's Bendik at forty-eight, Usted at forty-six, Fry at thirty-nine, and Bush at thirty-seven. And again, there are not that many expensive players on the slate, especially when there's no Ladero and no um, no Ladero, no Dempsey. Yeah. So you can pretty much take your choice. No Drogba. You're, you're yeah. Saying. Pretty much.
3: Uh, probably Usted.
2: Do I remember correctly that he was your top-ranked goalkeeper coming into the season? <laughs>
3: uh i think i actually had Stefan fry oh did you all right i'm we'll have to look usted was up there it he was, was definitely usted, up there. fry and um hamid well hamid was hurt so it oh it yeah would have
2: been that's him, right but,
3: that's right uh that's gonna bother me now dan kennedy <laughs> no <laughs> i'm pretty sure no
2: okay um so yeah it seems like you can pretty much do whatever you want on this slate so if that's the case who are you building around
3: um, I'm probably going to build around Orlando. Yeah. Because I just – I have a really tough time thinking Kaká and Kyle Laren and talented players like Kevin Molino um, and Matias Perez-Garcia, who didn't start last night, is going to be fresh. I just have a tough time thinking they're going to let this kind of chance at the playoffs slip away. Mm-hmm. So I see him putting up a good fight. there at home behind a great crowd – um. And I, I think they at least get a respectable attack against Montreal. I don't know that they'll win, but um, I, I think you're going to see them press to get three points.
2: Yeah, I completely I, agree.
3: Yeah, I did consider. I mean, Montreal would not be a terrible team to build around, nor would Vancouver. You're going to get some cheap plays there. I think you're going to maybe see another start from Alfonso Davies. You're mm-hmm. maybe going to see. Um, I mean, Bolanos going to be a good. Good look for some points, and who knows, maybe Giles Barnes or somebody's going to have a good game in Vancouver. I think.
2: Eric they... Hurtado.
3: <laughs> I, I'm not really on that train, but he has—he's <laughs> looked okay. Yes, he hasn't been terrible. What I was wondering is if whether or not this is Vancouver's last home game. You have to look. Um... They're away in week third in round thirty-three, if that's what we're calling them. Oh, they're home against the Timbers to end the year, so. Yeah, they have a nice home crowd. I can speak to it, and uh, I do think they want to at least give their fans something to end the season well on.
1: Okay.
3: And Carl Robinson, if he ends on a really sour note, uh, he's going to be on a short leash next season, I think. Understandable. They've given him every chance, and they really I was really just about like to him. say that, yeah. They really, really like him. I can tell Vancouver's management does, but, uh, I mean, results are results, so...
2: I was going to say making moves for Spindola and Barnes, uh, meaning Barnes after the Spindola disaster. Like I think that they were clearly thinking that this could, this team could work now.
3: Yeah. And they have a lot of good young talent, especially good young Canadian talent. Um, So I don't know next year's a new year, but if he doesn't get it done quick and they end this year on a sour note, then I can definitely see them moving on. Yeah.
2: Um, that's, those are all the weekend games. Do you want that's to know it? who your other goal? Top three goalkeeper was. Who's that? Jesse Gonzalez.
3: Oh yes. Well, he probably would be if he was a starter. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. We, I mean, he played well last night from what I heard. <laughs> right. In CONCACAF champions mm-hmm.
2: league. You both went on a limb and went with Javinko as your top forward. So
3: <laughs> that's going to be fun to look back on. Um, Maybe the last the last week of the season.
2: Yeah, maybe we'll do a review cool. pod. We'll just make fun of each other.
3: <laughs> That's all we do anyway. So.
2: <laughs> uh, thank you very much, sir, and uh, have good luck this
3: weekend. Yeah, good luck, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com dot com slash soccer.